everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen, based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert. Brantley's reading for us today, at least for a little bit. Brantley, what do you got? We have Warriors of Virtue from 1997. Okay. The name... Whatever you're picturing, it will be wrong, but continue. Okay. The name combined with the time period makes me think that this is a... Um, are you familiar with Bible Man? We've discussed it on the show before. Okay. Uh, like a, a very low budget Christian movie superhero-ish or teaching kids about goodness while also having action and adventure because they're lazy slobs that want to sit in front of the TV. And I'm, I'm thrilled to find out what is actually going to happen. Okay. So, wanting to be one of the guys, lonely, awkward, football team water boy Ryan Jeffers ignores his leg brace and attempts to jump a whirlpool. Oh, wait, wait. Jump over a whirlpool? Yeah. Like like in the ocean? Or a, like a whirlpool, like a hot tub thing? I mean, I'm assuming like either the ocean or like a very well-fed lake. Like a really strong river going into that thing. I'm so con- I'm confu- uh, I know that we're probably going to get some clarification, but he's like it's not. We're not. <sighs> no, we're not. The next I... sentence after that is hilarious, especially with us trying to puzzle through this. But we're not. Okay, so he jumps over. It's, he's not like he's not trying to be on the football team. No, I mean, but he wants to be one of the guys. So these are guys they're probably like hopping over it or something. So it can't be a big waterfall or water- waterfall whirlpool. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what kind of whirlpool can even a normal person, I like, unless it's the sink, right? Like, well, there's a little whirlpool. Well, I mean, but the then thing that is, that's not an accomplishment. I know this is a movie, so whirlpools are like quicksand, magic things that just suck whatever gets near them down. Right? Whirlpools in nature not super hard to deal with. Like, you can dog a paddle of them. Not really strong. They're not, and they don't ever get as big as like you don't ever I think see the, the biggest big ship is ones. Like four or five feet across. Which I guess you could jump four or five feet horizontally. With like a running. Split. Yeah. But, but like, why is the whirlpool like between two solid things that you could jump from one to the other? Maybe. I am so confused. Are you ready for the next sentence? Uh, probably not, but hit me. He misses. <laughs> I just love how blunt that is. Anyways, he misses and ends up sucked down into the dazzling magical world of Tau. He didn't miss the whirlpool. I mean, he, had, he he missed jumping over it, which is yeah, the wrong worst of the word use of the word "miss" there, but is very funny. So he's gonna jump this whirlpool, misses. Yeah, <laughs> unless he like hit whatever he's trying to get into and then fell into the whirlpool. I it's I understand what they're saying, but it's somewhat unclear. Yes, nice. Which is ruled by a tyrant obsessed with eternal life. This is a kids' movies from the nineties, just so you know. Right. Okay. So he's in the underworld. He's still got his brace on. He, I'm feeling like I've actually heard of this. I definitely haven't seen it, but I'm like getting a flash of like, have I seen a trailer for this on some other movie I saw I on think VHS? I saw, yeah, I think this, I have the vaguest recollection, but then again, this is the nineties and there were a lot of movies like this, but this one's, I have a talking point I want to bring up this from what I've seen has in the nineties when you had your sets that were like in nature, they still somehow look like sets. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially there like as almost, you look at them later on higher definition stuff. There was stuff. an almost like charming cheapness to them 
like the the old Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie definitely has this. Okay. Um, and then this one, from what I've seen, has it, and like even the Ninja Turtles kind of had this. I mean, they still have. You can first of all, it's not just the '90s. Like, there's movies all the way back into the black and white era where they're outside, and it's just like no, obviously on a set. No more. It's just like oh, there's a certain charm to like this period of the way they things looked on film to me, at least. Like, I don't know if it's nostalgia or something. Uh, maybe like things were got more saturated because you're coming out of you got the like gritty '70s and then the '80s are neon. Neonish. Neon and then a lot of black and still really gritty, but in like a different way. So I think this is where your like neon noir was going. Right. I feel like the '90s had a lot of room for green to come out, so that was a good place there, for your. And this is also the garish. big whole like, save the environment was real big at the time. Yeah. Okay, so he's in underworld, evil overlord, trying to live forever, which is like. I mean, we can argue the philosophy of maybe you shouldn't try to live forever. It's probably good for things to come after you and ideas to evolve, but not like the craziest thing for somebody to want. Yeah. I mean, he's a tyrant. He's probably like... Well, we have to take the description's word for it. Yeah, I know. What is he? (laughs) It was written by the winners. (laughs) We don't want to pay taxes. Property taxes are unconstitutional. Anyways, Ryan carries with him a book given to him by his mentor... The Sagacious, which I'm probably saying that wrong. S a g a c i o. I think so. Or no, I think it's sagacious, but I think it's probably from the root word that we get sagacious from. Okay. Well, uh, having or showing keen mental discernment is what it means. The sage-like Chinese chef slash kung fu master slash philosopher Ming. That's his mentor. Okay, mentor. was this guy his mentor before he fell in the whirlpool? Or? No, yeah, he has the book given to him by his mentor. I'm confused. Go back. What 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 did the book do? Well, he carries it with him. And the sagacious Chinese chef slash kung fu master slash philosopher Ming, who hopes the deceptively powerful tome will help the underconfident boy find his inner strength. You know, this Never. guy does not appreciate the benefits that he has. I, he's looking at the other jocks and thinking, oh, oh the man. actual jocks is going to look Yes. No, right, 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 right. He's looking out at the jocks and he's thinking, okay, well, I wish I could do that. He's got a mentor? Like, how many people do you know that have a mentor? Like, I'm an old, wise, cool dude who knows a lot of stuff. I can cook. I've got kung fu. Got, like, book of wisdom that I personally wrote. Taking you under my wing and helping you live up. And he's like, I must jump over Whirlpool to prove myself. I have to be one of the guys, though. Come on, Typical idiot teenager. You know, like I would, st- I would love for somebody to be like, put their armor like older, you know, like sixty or seventy. Like I'm going to teach you everything that I know. I've got some knowledge. I want to pass it on to you. I like, I believe in you. But here's some stuff. Like that'll take you far. Like you're going to graduate from high school. It's, nobody's going to care about your brace, and you're going to become an like insanely brilliant investment banker or something. <laughs> Anyway, he's going to defeat the Overlord or whatever. Go the on. The book also contains a secret of immortality that the Wicked oh, of Ruler... of course it does. Well, yeah, Ming is awesome. Of course he figured out immortality. Let's get that on lock. Anyways, the Wicked Ruler Komodo so desperately seeks. Ryan isn't long in the New World before he encounters Komodo's evil first hand. But, but, but his second hand is good, right? No, yeah, no, it's real good. Yeah. That third one? Eh, kind of in between. <laughs> Let's not even talk about the fourth one. I think it's weird. The third one is a libertarian. And <laughs> you're like, I'm sort of on board, but I don't know if we should legalize PCP. 
Fortunately, he also soon meets the five Rue Warriors. Parenthetical. Kangaroo-like creatures who use their martial arts skills for the forces of good. Okay. Now you know why we're doing this movie. There is again. I'm I'm getting like trailer flashbacks. I know, right? I swear, I, I saw definitely this on a VHS, haven't seen like the Dark Crystal or something. Yeah, it, it. I have not seen it. They're definitely ripping that off, right? I haven't seen the Dark Crystal either, but not at all. No, <laughs> no. What's the one? Okay, what's the? There's then Labyrinth is similar to this. The Person Goblin from, King kidnaps her brother, and she has to go save him because he's into her. Not really a can, kung fu kung, kangaroos. Okay. Maybe Tank Girl, because there are kangaroo people in on that one, but there's not a whole but lot I'm of But I'm imagining, like, puppet slash full body. I mean, yeah, the look is definitely animatronic. That, which, again, this is something that in my brain is very 90s. Yeah. Like, like the Jim Henson movies that he would be involved with. They're making a Dark Crystal sequel, by August the way. August 20th. Very excited for that. It's a TV show, I think. Like a series. Oh, I thought it was a whole, like, just I a movie. Might be wrong, but I believe it's a series. Mark Hamill's involved somehow. He won't tell us how. I saw the trailer. It looked fine. It didn't. I didn't. I don't want to watch it. I mean, I love the Dark Crystal now, but as a kid, it terrified me. Hmm. I think it was the Uncanny Valley with the Geldings. Like the Skeksis were whatever, but those, like the main character, was like no. Anyways, so he finds the Ru- the five Ru warriors who are again kung fu magic kung fu kangaroo people. Yes, and their wise master Chung. This is leaning very heavily on the. Uh... Mystical East. Yeah. Trope. I don't uh, know. Also, the two names were Ming and Chung and Komodo. I do got to say, it's a good choice to have your, like, Kung Fu Warriors be kangaroos. Because kangaroos are, like, pretty nasty fighters and they will mess you up and kill you. See that video of, a like, a uh, parachuter? Like, a sky, uh, someone jumped and parachuted and landed and a kangaroo just attacked them because they were there. Nice. It like, came out I of mean, the sky nice, but... and his response was, I'm going to fight that. Because <laughs> he's Australian. I mean, if somebody parachuted in my backyard, I'm, I'm, you know, and they look kind of weird, they, I would be like, mm, you might want to leave. I just love that that is the most how would we actually respond to alien landings? This strange creature with technology we cannot fathom landed, and he assaulted it. Well, he goes back to his friends like, I'm telling you, he floated down out of the sky. Like, I told you to stop eating that peyote, Bob. What did you do? Kicked him in the face? That's my boy. <laughs> Anyways, each Rue fighter represents one of the five basic elements. Air, fire, water, metal, and wood. These are the Chinese elements. Oh, are those? Okay. Yeah. I was There's like say... some other ones they have, but it's, yeah. That's fine, I guess. Earth, basically it's the four, but earth is split into wood and metal. I like how the ancient Greeks, like, didn't have metal. Like, the Chinese, when they made their elements, they were like, no, we've got metallurgy, so... I, again, I think they just kind of roll that into Earth. Yeah, that's fair. And then, you know, you get metal by combining fire with Earth. And you kind of do. Yeah. There's a certain logic. I, I hate... Especially because bronze is a... That's an alloy, right? With yeah. Copper and tin? Man, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. But that sounds good. Okay. Each of which, okay, anyways, they represent the five elements, each of which in turn represents a point on a moral compass. Oh, is there a literal moral compass in this movie? It feels like there would be, yeah. Does he have, like, an actual compass that points him to the right way? Like, when each of them expresses the moral they represent, it, like, leads them on the path they need to take to stop Komodo? You know it's that kind of movie. 
Uh, yes, but like that's such a wild misunderstanding of the idea of what a moral is. <laughs> they are united in their determination to stop Komodo from living forever. Not stopping his evil. It's just we really want him to die someday. As soon as possible, but you know, as long as we can keep him from living forever, like we can just burn the book. Unless the book's magic prevented, but still, they don't cover that. Yeah, that's that's interesting that at least just like paint over that one page like nobody else wants to use it either right like the kid is like he has it and like ming was like this will get him to like becoming the guardian of this will make him brave or whatnot i guarantee they don't cover this either no yeah he just has the book yeah i mean it says ming gave it to him doesn't say why it's i mean it says it hopes it'll help this boy with self-confidence which I hope this a... book with the secret to immortality helps you not feel so badly about yourself because of all the strong jocks. It does feel like that, but I feel like he's from this world, especially and like he escaped with the book. But then he gives him the book to send him back to help stop the evil guy. Oh, that's a good twist, possibly. Um, and that's how the whirlpool comes out, and probably in like a lake they're on a camping or something. That's why they're trying to jump over it. Oh, maybe it's like a literal like magic thing that he's jumping over. Like, you know, he, like, the, the whirlpool's weird, but he has the book, and that somehow interacts with wherever they're at. And the jock guy's like, guys, look at this, we're gonna jump over it, yeah! And they're not being rude about it, it's like, this is so much fun! And he's like, I wanna be one of the guys! And it's like, buddy, no! Splat. And they're actually, like, distraught when they see him going for it. It's like, look, man, you, I look, nothing against you, like, I understand you're trying, but you got the leg brace, you just physically can't do it. I'm sorry, man, we'll stop messing with you. Like, it's okay not to be able to do something. Like, and then they're all like, hey, guys. I know it? your parents said you could be whatever you wanted to be when you grew up, but it's actually not true. And it was like, you know, it was uncool of us doing it in front of you. Let's just hang out. We're going to get something to eat. We're going to make some burgers. It's going to be a good time. It's like, I have to prove myself. It's like, oh, I'm going to miss him. He was such a good water boy. Who will bring us water now? <laughs> Gatorade boy, you're on water too. And yeah. Oh, that's it? Well, there's some ramblings about the director, but that's about it. Oh, okay. You've, that's yeah. Sometimes the best sort of odd descriptions come from reviews. A lot of times you're you're on the other things, and it's like, here's two lines. There's a killer, and they run away from. This him. was made by a director from Hong Kong. I will say that. Oh, okay. Well, that sort of uh, helps with the potentially casual how much they racism. lean onto the magic Eastern people. Yeah, yeah. If they're like, we're magic Eastern people, then I guess you can... Uh... No, it's like, all right, cool. Put more power to you. Next up, we have Blood Salvage from 1990. Cool title. What does it say to you, Brantley? Two things. Really cool 90s middle band. Two other <laughs> We are Blood Salvage! Yeah? All right. What's the other Anyways, thing? That was actually the second one, but that one's the more fun of the two. So it's a salvage crew that collect, you know, salvage ships, but they're vampires. So the survivors feed them. Okay. You're so not far off. Yeah. Which I guess is a testament to the, like, B-movie on the nose. We're going to tell you what's in the movie, guys. Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. It's a monster named Ghidorah. Three heads. It's a light drama about... And then the uh, the uh, Western title, Invasion of Astro Monster. We didn't follow it. We didn't learn that lesson fast enough. Is he called Astro Monster in the Never movie? Never at all. No. But that's what his movie's called. 
like how Godzilla versus Mothra in America. When does he get called Monster Zero? Uh, Is that movie two? His second appearance. We've had enough control. Godzilla diversions. You know what? I'm I'm gonna veto this. We can talk about Godzilla okay. later. <laughs> We're moving into go- Blood Salvage. A crazy. <laughs> go go ahead. <laughs> the way you said it, it's like we're moving into blood salvage. It's a uh, it's growth industry. <laughs> uh, listen, everybody's making Godzilla movies these days. <laughs> we can't be talking about that. That's true. A crazy Bible preaching redneck farmer and his two dim-witted sons kidnap victims from the highway and perform sick medical experiments on them. Now, this is not included in this description. But the way that they kidnap the victims is they have a tow truck where they go and they offer to help people with their broken down cars and then tow their cars back to their salvage yard and kidnap the people and put them in their barn and wait to sell their body parts. And also, they run a junkyard. It's literally a blood salvage yard. You remember the cars that ate Paris? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Vague. Now, I, I I, don't promise you that I can tell you all the plot points. Suddenly teens. Anyways. Well, uh, suddenly teens, but also they, like, the town rigged yeah, there was their a highway. Hill. It was basically this, but it was the whole town. It was a hill. Right. It was like the, the road version of the people who would entice in fact i think i made this point in the that episode fake uh, lighthouse entice people to come in t- too close to the rocks and then collect the salvage when the ships crashed right right right. okay so what are you thinking here is it like that is that what you're saying and that's i'm getting vibes from that um so okay so he's super christian bible thumper yeah apparently he didn't read the part where he said don't thou shall not people. murder <laughs> Maybe they were sinners or something. These movies Thou don't necessarily shall not suffer a witch to live. It does say he's crazy. And when yeah. you're crazy, you can rationalize anything. Like the presidency. Uh and then his sons are dumb, so they just go with whatever daddy says. They are dimwitted. Paul said take the bodies, we're taking the bodies. Shut up, Jeb. I mean, you can acclimatize people to almost anything. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you were raised in a civilization North where... Korea. <laughs> well, not even that. I was going to say, like, where you do bad things to other people. In North Korea, it sucks to be you. But... Accurate. Like, if if you just had somebody from their birth, like, trained to be cruel or, you know, owning people or whatever, mm-hmm. like, that person might eventually learn to break out of that, but it ain't, like, it is by no means a sure thing. Yeah. So they kidnap the victims from the highway okay. and perform sick medical experiments on also, them. Also, medical experiments, what, what are they doing? I don't know. Like, from the title, compared to the fact that they have a salvage yard and they're kidnapping people, the implication I get is that they're harvesting and selling organs. Yes. Here's the thing, the though. It's a movie, and you want some cool stuff in your movie. I'm envisioning redneck junkyard version of Frankenstein's army. Yeah. Where you have like a guy with two heads, somebody with an arm coming out of but the middle like of their car back. There's car parts involved. There's car parts involved. Yes. <laughs> like somebody with a mechanical leg. But that's not awesome because they're also chained up or something. Like, 
hopefully well, these he, he's, are not, he's, he's not a doctor but it's just like grafted on there and it does work but it's not meant to be there and there was nothing to make it work functionally that's where furiosa so came from every time it twitches it's just sending shockwaves of pains at the guy's nervous system ow <laughs> they then proceed to sell their organs on the black market i mean yeah you replace them in the car parts you don't need those anymore good point there's probably some people with like tubes and stuff inside of them yeah. Meanwhile, their pet alligator lurks nearby. Also altered with car parts. <laughs> this movie's awesome. <laughs> and I don't know if it's like we've just described it, but if everybody is a cyborg in this movie, that's going to be amazing. Better title, Spare Parts. I think that's probably actually a movie. I'm sure it is. I mean, maybe a movie we've covered. <laughs> I don't know that it is, but I think it might be one that I've considered. Look, Bloomhouse, we're pitching a movie right now. We are free to write it. <laughs> we're not doing anything else. We're definitely I'm... not working on that cool Wolfman project you pitched to me and then abandoned. I'm still sore about that. I almost died. You've done other things besides almost dying. Accurate. <laughs> but I'm going to write that for a you while. Are, you will definitely die if you don't do it eventually. Yeah. I mean, you'll definitely it die won't anyway. stop me. I did the Wolfman thing. I will now live forever. Everything is going fine. <laughs> Until they kidnap the handicapped April Evans. Which I would assume they're like, she's in a wheelchair and they're like, we can fix that up right, right good for you. And they like slap on an, Actual, you know, a leg made of what? I, I was picturing like they take like a go-kart and just attach it to her at the waist. Or that. Or they're going to. Or like a four-wheeler. That's their plan. Well, I mean, it it depends on how she's handicapped. We're assuming legs don't work. Well, let's hope she's not mentally handicapped. Because that's going to be like a really downer way for this movie to go. Yeah. But I'll read you the last part of the sentence. They find out she is harder to control than the others. So probably not mentally handicapped. Let's Let's not burden ourselves with that. Yeah weirdness that that would just be gross like if she was blind they would have said she was blind right she been missing an arm maybe i wasn't trying to jump straight to the brain no no i know but i'm saying like yeah most people would say like i i don't know if the person who wrote this would think this way but i think there's some people who would say if you're having if you're leg disabled, as they say in the IT crowd, some people might not appreciate the word crippled. Paraplegic. Uh, maybe you're just missing a leg, though? That's also not paraplegic. Fair enough. That's an amputee. We're navigating theory, like, we could... the tricky waters of offensive language here on Too Weird Didn't Watch. Thanks for joining us. We hope you have not we have not offended you. If we have, basically my we life don't model. care. That's not part of my life. We model. meant to. I care. <laughs> I'm sorry. When we run for president gonna... in the future, you should know <laughs> that we intended everything we ever said to be meant in the worst possible light. So you're going to run as a Republican. Yes. See, now I've offended people. <laughs> that definitely means that I'm also a racist. I worry about when I things, say things and that they sound sarcastic. I do the same like, thing. There really. are so many tweets and like texts that I'm just like, I don't know what this sounds like not sending. <laughs> That's probably a good choice. We are going to send this podcast out to you, though, (laughs) as soon as we've edited it, which by the time you've heard of this will have already happened because that's how time works. Or will it? 
But I'm at the end of my emotional and energetic rope. So we're you listeners from the future past. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this, would you enjoy, please, reviewing it on iTunes? I don't know how to ask people to do this, Brentley, but it's something that I would legitimately like them to do. That's fair. And if they're still listening at this point, they must love us. And if you love us, this is all we're asking. Like, take five minutes if you have an iTunes device connected to iOS and go and do that. We would greatly appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Have a great one.